All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. All right, welcome back to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Underscore Misfit Nation. So you will stay up to date with all of our episodes as as they release, while also getting to hear stories of our amazing guests. Speaking of amazing guests, our next guest is an optimal health strategist, both physical and mental. He has spent the better part of the last decade working closely with over 300 medical professionals in a variety of specialties, assisting them in bringing life-changing therapies to their patients that help them feel young, healthy, and vibrant again. So without further ado, let's welcome Gunther Mueller to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Gunther. All right. Hey, Rich, thank you so much for having me here. Excited to have this conversation with you. Awesome. Uh, I read your your bio. I said uh, I haven't had someone with this background before on here. We've had a lot of uh, meditation, uh, breathing experts, and other centering folks on here. And I said, let me try to get someone on here that can try something else for the audience and see what they can do to help us. So if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself uh, from far back as you want to go to where we are now. Yeah, so that's how I got into this. I, I basically had an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial life over the last 30 years. I've probably had to reinvent myself six times. I grew up in New York City in 1984, went to Colorado to ski some big mountains, you know, went to college out there, you know, did all the typical things that everybody's told to do, you know, go to college, get good grades, you'll get a good job. And a, a job just never lined up with me. I, I just really couldn't do it. So after college, I went to Alaska, did some commercial fishing. Then I got into the uh, food distribution business, did that about for 10 years, created an online company. I've been in the coffee business, the solar business, um, the medical field for the last decade, uh, trained a bunch of physicians on how to do hormone optimization, nutritional optimization, things like that. So um, all those things have worked out great, made, you know, sold millions of dollars worth of products and things like that. But there was one thing in my life that kept happening. And this is what I want to share with your audience today. There's really only three places we can be. And that is like stuck, meaning nothing is changing in our life. It's like Groundhog Day every day, right? And then there's a place I'm going to call oscillating. Oscillating feels like three steps forward, two steps back, one step forward, half step back, where you want to change things in your life and you have some, call it dreams or aspirations or things you want to accomplish and you you start moving towards them, you get close to them, and then they seem to fall apart and you snap back to the way things were. And so you try things, but it doesn't really hold out. The third place that we want to get be in is this flow state and your professional athletes and people like that talk about being in the zone or being in flow and flow is kind of where your thoughts, your desires, the things that you think about come to pass like they actually manifest in the three dimensional world and that's really the basis of creation. Um, So we live in a quantum physical field. Uh, This is like 40 years of science for all the uh, Um, skeptical people in the audience right now, you know, you might want to do some research on quantum physics and the field and literally 40 years of experiments. So what I'm sharing with you today is not my opinion. It is all science-based and hundreds and hundreds of experiments that we are all connected in this infinite field of possibilities. And um, the fact that the conscious mind, you know, like who we think we are, 
is just a very small part of what we're truly connected to. So what I'd like to talk to you guys about is, is how to actually create a life you love right from where you're at right now. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Does one have to be spiritual to do this? That's a great question. No, you do not have to be spiritual. You do not need to know how to meditate. You don't have to have any particular philosophy in life. Uh, I'll tell you this. Most of us grow up and we get taught to solve problems. And I'm going to call that the problem-solving reality. Meaning even our goal-setting programs that we've been taught, right? You want to accomplish something, so then you immediately have to figure out the five or ten steps that's going to get you to that goal. And so you write some things down, you put some dates by these different steps and you put a date that the whole thing is supposed to be accomplished by and you sign it on the bottom and you look at it every day and you solve that problem on how to get what you want. The thing that happens a lot of times is the dates go by and the things don't get accomplished. And then you kind of feel like a loser, like you're not good enough to hit your goals or to make things happen, right? So it can create a negative spiral of not accomplishing what you wanted to accomplish. I'm going to suggest that what we need to do to create a life that we love or to shift things in our experiences, we need to take more of a creator stance. And being a creator, it's not that you're not one already. You are already creating your reality. You're just creating it kind of unconsciously. And what I'm going to suggest we need to do is actually create our reality consciously by choosing what it is we'd love to experience. And with the clients that I work with, you know, when I ask the question, what do you want? The number one answer that I get is, I don't know, or I don't really know. So we all know what we don't want in life, right? We don't want to be broke. We don't want to be homeless. We don't want to be, you know, hungry. We don't want to be alone sometimes, right? We know the things that we, that we don't want. And so we spend a lot of time focused on preventing that reality from happening. Does that make sense? So yes, far? it does. It's, per, I mean, it's perfect sense to me. I yeah. hope, it, hope it's manifesting into those who are listening as well. Yeah. So if we focus on the problem or we focus on solving a problem, guess where our energy goes? Our energy goes into the problem and that energy goes into the field and keeps the problem alive. The problem continues to grow. The problem continues to exist because you keep giving it focus and you keep giving it energy. So with the quantum physical reality, I'm going to suggest what we need to do is step up to the other side and take a creator stance. And what a creator does, a creator imagines the way they would love it to be. They're not focused on the problem or trying to fix the problem. They imagine in their mind what they would like the conditions to be, what they'd like a relationship to look like, what they'd like their you know, bank account or cash flow to look like. They can visualize what they'd like their health to be, right? I think I shared with you before the show, there's really only three buckets in life from my chair, from my view. There's money, there's love, and there's health. And there might be a miscellaneous bucket there, but most people's desires or problems or things that they want to improve in their lives are either money related, love and relationships related, kids, spouses, whatever, up and down the family tree chain, you know, relationships and their health. Uh, obviously, in the last two years, we've been 
dealing with a mass consciousness around ill health or being infected. And that fear, that, you know, whole consciousness is affecting everyone on the planet. And knowing what I'm going to share with you today is one of the critical tools that if you focus on not getting infected, for an example, where is that energy going? That energy is going on the problem and you're going to do things and strategies to prevent infection versus if you took the creator stance and you chose, imagine having this true choice that I choose to be healthy and vital. I choose optimal health and vitality. And you allow that thought to be predominant in your moment to moment thinking. It's not going to be natural because the mind is going to go back to, oh my gosh, there's all this disease in the world. And I got to protect myself and I could get infected. And so fear sets in, especially if you're watching the news every day. That's what's coming in to your mind is, you know, be afraid, take care of yourself. Don't talk to anyone, you know, stay in your house, that kind of thing. But if you have the creator stance, you can say, look, my true choice, my true end result is to be completely optimally healthy. And when you send that signal to your cells, right, through thought vibration, thought energy, and the field that's connected to everything, that thought actually has weight. It has power. And so what we do in the creative process, we're actually reclaiming the power that we already have. We've had it the whole time. We've created the reality that we live in right now. And we get to choose something different. We get from the present moment, we get to choose what comes next. Now, it's not like a microwave. It's not instant satisfaction. It's not like, oh, the world's going to change tomorrow. I like to put a little time frame in there. I like to think of it in terms of as soon as possible. Like I want what I want and I want it as soon as possible. That's very different than putting a date on it, like our goal setting uh, teaching usually is, right? Because if the date passes, how do you feel? You know, yeah. you're like you didn't accomplish anything. Right, right? You lost your, you lost your way that day. Yeah, you lost your way. So if if you just change the mindset a little bit and you say, "I'm going after this goal. This is the end reality that I would love to have. This is what I'd love to experience, and I'm committed to it. I'm going to follow through to the end. I'm going to stay on this path. I'm going to take action towards that outcome, even if it's baby steps at first." but you're going to take some steps to get there. And so, you know, in the, in the five-step method that I teach, the first step is to know what you want. You got to have a true choice, a true end result. And I want to share with the listeners how to know you have a true end result. Because I got a lot of entrepreneurs that come to me and say, Gunther, you know, I, I need a successful business. I really want to work on my business and grow my business because I need this amount of cash flow in order to be free or in order to have abundance or in order to have, you know, whatever it is they want. And so when I ask them, you know, why, why do you want to grow a successful business? They're going to have reasons as to why they want the business. And as their coach, I'm going to tell them, why don't we focus on the true choice? If the true choice is to have freedom money freedom, time freedom, the experience of freedom, the experience of abundance, the experience of whatever you put in the blank, okay? If that's really what you want, and you're thinking that a business is going to get you that, it may not. 
a business may create more strife and struggle in your life than you've ever imagined. See what I mean? Like the end result is not tied to having a business. Now, if you choose to have the business because you love what the business produces, the end result of the business, the impact it has on people, and just the whole functionality of the business, and you just love being in it, you love doing it, and making money is part of it, that's a different choice. You see, you just love doing the business. That's different than saying, oh, I need to create a successful business just for the money. When, because I really don't want the business, I want the money that the business is going to make, but I want this thing over here. My suggestion is going to be, well, why don't you just focus on that thing over there and let this quantum physical field bring it to you. You don't have to know how it's going to show up. You see, we only have to know what we want and we need to focus on what we want. And this quantum field will figure out who, what, where, why, when, and it'll bring the people, the circumstances, the conditions. And a lot of times we call that serendipity or we call that coincidence when things kind of line up. It's not, it's creation, okay? It's creation, it's manifestation, it's not an accident. That's what's happening. Things are lining up. When you're saying field, uh, you're saying quantum physics, to bring it to a, a lay person's uh, point of view, would uh, would a magnetic field kind of describe that a little bit? Just yeah, a magnetic you field with, at, with all uh, a field with all kinds of points. So just okay. imagine every being being a co-creator, but being uh, the predominant creator in their experience of reality. Um, I'll tell you about one of the experiments was back in 2001 where they discovered that the quantum physical particles, I mean, in in high school and stuff, we learned about the atom and it had neutrons and protons and electrons and stuff like that, right? But now there are subatomic particles that are called quarks and they got really crazy names. What they discovered, they're so small, but the particles don't even exist until the observer intends to observe the particle. So that means it's the intention of the observer to do an experiment or to measure or to work with or accelerate one of these particles. It's the intention of the observer where the particle actually shows up. That is actual manifestation of mass, of a thing, right? And, you know, Einstein said that there's only two things in the universe. There is information and there's energy. And so the information is your desire. The information is your choice. So when I ask you, why do you want what you want? The answer that I'm looking for is I want it just because I want it. Okay. For no other reason. Like, I don't have to tell a story about it. I don't have to convince you about it. I don't have to justify it, rationalize it. I don't have to get approval from anybody. None of that. I want it because I want it. I want to experience it. Whatever that is that's in your desire zone, something that you would love to experience, that's a true choice. A true choice cannot come from the opinions of others. You can't check with your social media fan base as to what you should do. A true choice comes from within. It's something that you specifically would love to experience. And then once we figure that out, 
then you have to slide into the emotion of that end result. Like Einstein said, information and energy. So what's the energy? The energy is our emotional energy. So we need to get a mental picture of the way we would love things to be. And we need to get into the end result emotion. What does it feel like if you already had that? What would it feel like to already have what you want and begin to experience that emotion now? And now you can do this for like 15 minutes a day. You put in front of you what you'd really love to have, you know, the desire, the true choice. You close your eyes for a little bit and you just start thinking about it. Start thinking about the details of it. Start thinking about, you know, what's the colors? Who's around? What's the situation? And start putting the pieces together because the truth is, Anything that's ever been created in this three-dimensional world that we live in was created twice, once in the imagination and once in the physical world. And I like to use the example of Steve Jobs when he stood on that stage and he held up the iPod the first time and he said, 1,000 songs in your pocket. It was just a visionary statement. He imagined that there could be a device that could hold a thousand songs and you could slide it in your pocket. Now you needed a whole team of engineers and smart people to actually figure out the material science and the product and designing the whole thing, but it was his vision, his imagination, his thought, and he took action to actually create that thing, but it started in his mind. It started in his imagination to envision the end result of somebody being able to carry a thousand songs in their pocket. Because at that time we were carrying around Discman and Walkman and you know CDs and cassettes and all that, and he had a vision. He's like, "Well, that's kind of dumb. How can we do this better?" Right? <laughs> and that company has has kept uh, their imagination going and keeps evolving to give us new new gadgets every year, almost. Uh, every year. Yep. Every year we get something new. So it's pretty good mindset and program going on there. Yep. And then the third step, right? Once you know what you want. You know what it feels like to already have it. The third step is to create a structural tension in the mind. And the way you do that is you look at the way things are now in the current reality, right? You just look at what your life is like now and you observe it for what it is. And don't make a value judgment on it. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's not any of that stuff. It just is what it is. And if you can view the current reality like that, you kind of release yourself from the anchor of the current reality. And then you can look at things the way that you would love them to be, and it creates a structural tension in the mind between the way it is now and the way you'd love it to be, the way it is now, the way you'd love it to be. And the mind likes to resolve those kind of tensions, and it usually uses the path of least resistance. So what we got to talk about then, what's this resistance? What's preventing you from having what it is you want? What prevents you? Like what causes that oscillation? You go towards your dream, you go towards something and you almost get there and you get snapped right back and you got to go try it again and you never quite get there and it just snaps right back. Now, everybody's experience flow from time to time when you're really interested in like a hobby or you're in a great, you know, romantic relationship. When, when you lose track of time, you're in flow. Like you've had the experience, right? Of losing track of time. You're like, holy oh, yeah. cow, four hours went by. Yeah. That happened, right? You're so immersed in what you're doing that time just doesn't even seem to exist anymore. So that's that's a flow state. And so 
what we have to do is get get this resistance out of the way. And the way we get that resistance out of the way is instead, see, I always will tell you that I think the personal development movement is broken because, you know, and I've spent a lot of money in the personal development movement and I, I work in the personal development area and space, but most programs keep you coming back to fix something. Most programs keep you coming to work on your weaknesses or, you know, find your strengths or you got you to gotta change something about yourself to get what you want. I'm here to tell you, you're not broken. There's nothing to fix. You don't need any special skills. You already possess everything you need to create the life that you love. It's just all about your focus. It's about consciously choosing what you want instead of unconsciously creating something and then reacting to what is. It's a huge just mindset shift. You know, I'm looking at your background. I see the word mindset. It's mindset. This is where everything starts. And so what we do in the fourth step is we recode this resistance. From the ages of about zero to seven years old, you came into the world and you had certain experiences and you made certain choices and decisions about the way life is. Right? Yeah, we all did. Yeah. You touch the stove, you burn your hands. You know, stoves are hot, right? So you make the decision, well, I'm not going to put my hands on the stove anymore. So imagine the thousands and thousands of decisions and experiences that have happened that included pain and suffering and maybe trauma and things like that. And you made an unconscious choice almost to prevent pain because the human condition is real simple. We try to avoid pain and we seek pleasure. That's what we're looking for. No pain, more pleasure. Right. Right. And so you make decisions as you're going through life. You make other decisions when you're a teenager. You make other decisions, you know, maybe in your 20s about how not to get, you know, disappointed or your heart broken or whatever, you know, comes across. You know, I'm not going to do that again. You know, that was dangerous. That was bad. I'm not going to do that. But as you get older in life, some of those decisions that you made about how it is here no longer serve you. They served you then to protect you, but they don't serve you today in relation to what you want. And so what has to happen is that identity structure, those belief systems, some of those definitions, sometimes it's a family history. Sometimes there's a history of not being allowed to have what you want, no permission to have what you want. You weren't allowed to talk about what you wanted, all kinds of dynamics. And we don't need to go back and uncover all that or fix all that. We just identify, look, there's some resistance that's in the way, and we go to our superconscious higher self, and this works really well with the assistance of a coach, and we ask your superconscious version, do you see this resistance? Do you see what's going on here? Do you see what the main personality would love to have? you see the way it is now? Can you reorganize that program? Because it's an unconscious program, and it's like 90% of who's doing the work and who's creating what's going on. So when we shift that identity structure in the program, it feels just lighter. It feels like a burden comes off your shoulders. It just feels like there's more possibility in the world. And then the fifth step is to take obvious action. And what I mean by obvious action is just that. There's an action step that's staring you right in the face. It's completely obvious. That's in alignment with the way you'd like it to be. And for you to take a step in that direction, for you to take some action, 
because this is where the secret and the law of attraction and stuff like that drop the ball. You know, if you think you're going to sit on your couch in a lotus position to manifest a Ferrari in your garage or something like that, not going to happen. That's not how it works. You got to take action. You got to be in momentum. You have to be moving towards the thing that you want, right? Trying to find the love of your life. You're not going to find it sitting on the couch. You got to be in momentum. You got to meet some people. You got to do some stuff, right? You got to, you got to be in the flow of stuff. That's how you're going to meet somebody that you want to, you know, have a life with. It's not just going to show up by you doing nothing. So being in action, and I mean, obvious action, I'll give you an example on the health and wellness space. Somebody wants to improve their health. You know, the obvious action might be to drink more water and less soda. The obvious action might be to eat less fast food and eat more meals prepared at home. Obvious action might be, I should make an appointment with my doctor and get checked up because I haven't seen him in 10 years kind of obvious right it's like that's what i mean by obvious action sometimes very simple steps but when you take those steps you're moving in the direction of what you said you wanted whether it be health or better relationships or more money whatever it is the experience of abundance the experience of freedom so those are the five steps and it's like rinse and repeat you just do those on a regular basis and you'll see that your identity structure shifts when your identity structure shifts, your reality changes with it. And I want, I want everybody to understand your reality, your life, the way you live it, it's like a holographic movie where you're the main character. Imagine that you're sitting in a movie theater and you actually walk into the screen and you become the main character. And everybody else is playing a part. You're the producer, you're the director, you wrote all the scripts. As a creator in your reality, you've manifested everything that you're experiencing in your life right now. Now, that could be good news or it could be bad news because some people react to that and they say, no way would I have created what I got going on. It's terrible. This sucks, right? <laughs> Nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah, this is, I didn't do this. Well, the truth in the quantum physical scientific field is that, yes, you did. And, you know, they always say hindsight is twenty twenty. When you look back on your life, you can kind of play connect the dots and you can see how you got to where you are today. The decisions you made, the choices you made, because if you look at your life, it's just a series of choices. From the moment you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night, you're making one decision after another. Like what time you're going to wake up? Are you going to have a cup of coffee? You're not going to have a cup of coffee. What kind of coffee? You're going to go out to have coffee? You're going to make your own coffee. You know, you're going to get dressed today. You're not going to get dressed today. Well, if you're going to get dressed, what are you going to wear, right? It's choices which have been turned into habits for many people, and they become unconscious. We just go through the motions. And so what we have to learn to do is kind of create an observer awareness and look at our life kind of like an airplane flying over our life at 30, 40,000 feet. And we need to get a perspective to be able to choose what we want. We look at our life and say, look, this is the way it is now, but I get to choose something different. I get to pick a different experience and I can manifest it or create it by changing what I focus on. I'm not going to focus on fixing the problem. I'm not going to focus on, you know, my attention on what's wrong. I'm going to focus my attention on the way I would love it to be. 
And I use the word love very specifically. This is not a whim. This is not, oh, I'd like to have it. It'd be cool if I had. No, it's something you would love to experience because it needs that energy behind it. It needs that emotional energy behind it. It's something that you really, really, really want. And you'd be committed to actually getting that experience showing up in your life for real. Awesome. If someone's uh, uh, listeners out there that said, oh, I want to try this out. Um, should they start with something that's like a small object to go for? I want to, my goal right now is to physically look at that wall there and, and say, I want to run through it or I want to lose 10 pounds. Should it be something small that they go for or something, a big goal to make their life happier? It's a good question. Good question. So we usually start off with some very directional choices, kind of like a compass pointing north. It's a directional thing. And I'll give the listeners an idea here of what a directional choice might sound like. It can sound like, you know, I choose to live my true nature and purpose. I just choose it because a lot of people are suffering from lack of meaning or fulfillment or purpose in their life, in their job, in whatever they're doing, in their relationships, you know. And if it's meaning or or living your true nature or being who you really are, if that's like a deep desire and that's where the frustration in life comes from, you know, a global choice or a directional choice would be to focus on the choice. I choose to live my true nature and purpose and then take some obvious action to go do that. Imagine what living your true nature and purpose would look like. If you were living your true nature and purpose, what would you be doing? Who would you be doing it with? Where would you be doing it? And start imagining what that life that you would love, what does it look like? I'll give you an example. Like if I'm going to bake a chocolate cake today, I need certain ingredients. I need some sugar, I need some chocolate, I need some flour, some eggs, right? Some milk, whatever. If I don't have all the ingredients, it's going to be a crappy chocolate cake. Nobody's going to want to eat it. I need all the ingredients right? To make a great chocolate cake that I'm going to love eating. And think of your life like that. If I'm going to bake a life that I love, what are the ingredients? What needs to be part of it? So that when you're living it and you're in the midst of it and all that is happening, you would say to yourself, I love my life. I love this life. It's everything that I want it to be right? And, and you created it. So another directional choice might be, I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life. It's a very global choice. It's directional. Notice I didn't say you're the only creative force in your life. You're the predominant creative force because you do have the power to choose what comes next. And again, health is a big thing. You know, I just choose to be optimally healthy and vital because that, that's the end result that everybody wants. As you age in life, you want your body to work because when your body doesn't work anymore you know it's no fun exactly and then the brakes get put on yeah yeah and just the the one that i love all the time is like i just choose to live the life that i love i choose to live a life that i love and learning this work over the last three years or so you know, after some business events and things like that, where I was oscillating back and forth, I finally got committed to figuring this thing out. And I sought after this information because I was sick and tired of going back and forth. You know, I had built amazing businesses, made amazing money, but my identity structure did not allow me to keep it. 
Right. My identity structure did not allow me to coast, to enjoy the fruits of my labor. I wasn't good enough to just coast. I wasn't worthy enough to coast. I wasn't, I, you know, that, that was my identity structure. And when I worked on that identity structure and I moved that structure, the reality changed. All right. That's all I can tell you. When the identity structure shifts, the reality is congruent with the identity. Outstanding. And uh, I thank you for sharing all this with us. Like we talked earlier, sometimes you lose track of time. And we yeah. I was just getting into this so much. I just looked up and see we're almost at the end of this. So I want you to at least be able to tell the audience how to get in contact with you, Gunther, or where to go to find out how to take your five steps learn about your five steps and get through this. Yeah, I got some really interesting videos on my website, dreamlifemasters with an S.com. So again, dreamlifemasters.com. I've got about three 20 minute videos on there that goes into more of the science and really how all this stuff works. And then there's an opportunity there to download a morning ritual, a daily planner, because I'll tell you this, nothing's going to change in anyone's life unless they do something different in their daily routine. Something in your daily routine has to change in order for your life to change. So that's a key nugget of wisdom right there. And then if you want to experience the, what a recode feels like, there's an opportunity there to schedule a time with me uh, to do a recode experience. And so far, everyone that's had one really enjoys the experience. So if you want to check it out, see what it's like, see for yourself, be happy to do that with anybody listening today. Awesome. We'll put the, the dreamlifemasters.com website on the show notes so you don't have to go hunting forward. It'll be right there in the notes when you're listening. Uh, Gunther, thanks again for taking some of your time and uh, sharing uh, this method with us here on the Misfit Nation. Yeah, and I, I, I hope, like Misfit Nation, can you just tell me the origin of that name? Like, where did that come from? It uh, comes from uh, 2010 on the battlefields of Kandahar, Afghanistan. We were a platoon called the Misfits. Okay. We've just grown from there, and uh, we've stayed together. Uh, we've stayed humble. We all keep hustling, and we're, we remained hungry and yeah. had that positive mindset to keep moving forward. Cool. I, I thank you for your service. And I, I hope this information, you know, sometimes you got to listen to a deal twice. So if you're listening to this and it didn't all sink in, maybe listen to it a second time, take some <laughs> notes, you know, let it, let it bake into your consciousness a little bit and see how it works. So hopefully it helps some people out there. I'm sure it will. Uh, again, thanks again for coming on. Gunther. All right. My pleasure, Rich. Thank you. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are Fit Nation.